Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast around simplifying for success. Simplification requires discipline and clarity of thought. This is not often easy in today's rapid-paced work environment. We have invited a few colleagues in data and information governance space to share their strategies and approaches for simplification. Today, we will be talking with Danny Thanakachan. Danny is currently the director of practice technology at Blank Rome. Danny specializes in advising Fortune 500 AM Law 200 clients at the nexus of law and technology. Specialties include consulting with corporations on legal technology operations, e-discovery, cost control, and legal business process improvement. He also is currently teaching the development of blockchain use cases for law and its implementation in daily operations. Hi Danny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Priya. You have had many years of experience in developing and implementing enterprise-wide IG programs. How do you build a business case for IG? Um, you know, the larger corporations have had um records management of some form or another for decades. Uh whether it was paper or the transition to electronic they've understood that they've had uh records management responsibilities and obligations uh regulatory legal um and just for normal uh business operations so the concept of information governance from a records management point of view has been around the development uh, i work heavily on litigation so when i come in and get involved with information governance on behalf of a client uh, what we're really focused on is reactive uh litigation specific uh, we need to go get this data organized and collected but inevitably uh that process is very expensive and the question comes up how do we not have to spend this kind of money in the future and that's opens the door to a uh enterprise information governance conversation and uh you know then then the business case if you will the cost of not doing this the right way kind of slap you in the face <laughs> so um you know it, it uh, becomes a litigation readiness posture it becomes um how do we manage information governance uh enterprise wide to promote data hygiene to address issues like privacy uh how do we uh you know really talk about data mapping and all the associated tasks for managing the company's information so yeah i think maybe i'm in, i'm a little bit in a unique situation in that uh, being the litigation context the business case usually becomes pretty clear just as soon as you hire me to get involved so the business case so how do you set expectations though that sometimes it's hard to see immediate results uh, and and you know information governance to do it right will have to be a multi-year program um setting expectations is really has a lot to do with understanding the scope of the particular organization you know I, i think i've been in companies that are relatively small and they quickly understand that uh you know what they're trying to gather or harness they have they have a pretty solid idea of, of what they need um to uh, 
organize. Um, larger corporations uh, inevitably it means standing up a team, and uh, whether it's hiring uh, the right staff, putting a records management uh, program together, and putting goals together, they you know I, I've found business executives that have had to react to litigation um, quickly realizing that they don't have a grasp of where they have information inside the company. And uh, then the realization comes that, you know, this is not um, something you can do at the last minute without spending a lot of money. Uh, Then there's the employee training piece, because when we start talking about changing behaviors, um, using document management systems for those companies that don't even have a, a DMS platform of any kind and developing that discipline, those are those aren't behaviors that you change overnight. No, I I agree. So when you especially come back to information governance after a reactive event, it you know the the very fact that you have spent an enormous amount of money, or you could have spent an enormous amount of money, just becomes a justifying factor. Um, so most uh, you know um, companies with a heavy litigation obviously understand this, and now. Um, obviously, privacy also sort of uh, becomes a business use case for for that. So, um, how do you how do you you know? Obviously, even if you talk about proactive programs, right? So, one of the things that sort of always is daunting about IG is where do you start? And and obviously, doing a good job with the program means it's enormous and complicated and requires a change in behavior. So when when you start with a program that is enormous, you you obviously think about simplifying. How do you typically simplify uh, to have a successful plan as well as you know um, and uh, program itself? So essentially, we think of there are two ways to sort of simplify. One is to break it down to parts to reduce the complexity. The other is to completely come up with a new innovative way to execute the same task. Would you choose one over the other for that matter? Is it a choice at all? Or maybe they're not really mutually exclusive. Uh, but what are your thoughts on how do you sort of simplify it, you know, both from a from a execution perspective as well as, you know, um, making the business executives understand perspective? Sure. Um, I'll say between the two options, um, I work with legal departments and uh, legal departments are not eager to try the new innovative way of doing things. Inevitably, you know, I am focused on uh, the reactive element and using the work and the cost and the expense of reacting to a litigation to drive the organization to improve their practices. I almost always, when I'm involved in information governance, um, focusing on the litigation holds and the amount of data um, that a business is storing, to put it simply, uh, for litigation uh, reactive purposes. So what does that look like? Um, you know, how many custodians, how many individuals inside your organization have email on lit hold for how many years? Um, how do we uh, organize that, um, clean that up? And that's one of the smallest but most important bites 
that um, a legal department or corporation can take. And that rolls up from just responding to a, this individual litigation to responding to all of the hundreds um, and in a couple of cases, thousands of litigation holds that have been um, th- uh, implemented throughout the organization. You know, what's our retention policies? How um, do we implement litigation holds more effectively in the future? Um, how do we set up the controls um, in such a way that we have the necessary audit trails? Um, and it goes pretty much step by step, piece by piece. Uh, I've not seen much enthusiasm to say, uh, let's stand up a whole new method and practice. Let's stand up an information governance practice or department. It's been, uh, we want to make incremental improvements and demonstrate how we are generating value over time. So it's a cost-benefit conversation uh, and an incremental uh, step-by-step type of approach. So you you talked about the exam some of the examples that you take because it's a cost benefit right so maybe we can elaborate a little bit more on the examples in particular I kind of want to focus a little bit on you know you mentioned small bite sized pieces and you can set what they can comprehend and it has to make sense from a cost perspective so what you can clearly see as a visible and i'm putting words into your mouth but b- visible cost savings right but sure. but that also um i'm kind of uh, trying to kind of pull this out of you a little bit but in terms of you know if you think about your examples sometimes what's visible might might not might mean that we leave a lot on the table. Can, can we talk a little bit about how much gets left over? Uh, in, uh, yeah, let's give give an example. Um, yeah. You know, this is the most frequent scenario that I run into. Um, a litigation hold request goes to a client and they're asked to hold, uh, you know, 50, 100 custodians worth of email for years. and you know, quickly, I'll get a call uh, from a client, from a uh, partner of the firm saying, this is immensely burdensome on our client. The costs are getting outrageous. Um, how do we manage this in a more effective way? And it becomes a conversation with IT. It says, what are your general practices? How are you storing litigation hold data? Um, how do we change your retention policies? How do we change your uh, storage architecture? How do we help your business unit managers um, store only the data they actually need to need to keep? And, you know, again, in, in a reactive way, it looks very narrow, but the implications can be very broad throughout the organization. And so, yes, you're leaving, if you just dealt with this on the litigation hold in this specific case, you're leaving um, a lot of organizational improvements um, unaddressed. And it becomes really evident that, okay, so for the purpose of this litigation, we're you know, only interested in this narrow date range. We're narrowly uh, collecting data here. Um, but if we set up our retention policies to uh, expire data after three months or six months or whatever is appropriate for the business, um, how could we improve 
our storage costs? How could we improve our data document review costs in future litigations? It, it starts becoming evident that there's a lot more value there. So, so um, I, I'm kind of drilling down a little bit more, right? So um, what I always find is mm-hmm. that emails are the easiest, low-hanging fruit. So everybody kind of focuses on email retention because obviously, from a litigation perspective, you can see that. Um, so post litigation, after the legal hold is lifted, mm-hmm. you kind of think, okay, let me put an email retention in place. But almost always, that sort of follows with, I will give you a place to store all your data, which kind of also means that the user is now putting all of the data because they don't want anything deleted. So you just push the problem from now an email to a shared drive. Or you make them mark, which means you always know that they basically end up sort of over-retaining. And then you just kind of implement an email retention. And now you, you know, you've got a you've got at least the email being deleted, but it doesn't sort of address the whole issue at all. But um uh, but I, I mean I can see how you can look at it as glass half full or glass half empty, but um, that's what I typically see it playing out. So, yeah, no, I, I would agree with you that um, you know. But again, I, I come from legal, and legal struggles to drive the business to change business operations. But legal is a cost driver, and uh, when legal can demonstrate the cost of bad information governance practices inside the company, then it legal can affect broader change. And so we yeah, are talking about email. Email is relatively easy, um, but email is also, um, from a litigation perspective, the place we find our smoking guns. You know, we're, we're for corporate litigation, yeah, I mean, we still deal with text messages and, and various other content to some, to some extent. Um, but email is still kind of one of the most fruitful places that we go to. Um, and the costs associated with email review, attorney review, privilege review, the risks associated with inadvertent production of um, privileged communications, uh, all of that are really high and therefore the costs are um, equally high. So what does role does a technology play in in obviously building the IG program? Um, how have you leveraged technology to solve some of the, the IG problems? Oh, I, I think technology is the um, critical effectuating uh, means of answering and implementing IG strategy. So I'll give you one of the simplest things. Um, you know, when you have gigabytes, if not terabytes of unstructured data, Using some of our uh, information, uh, we we have various tools in litigation uh, called technology-assisted review tools that basically are artificial intelligence tools that allow you to do supervised learning across data populations. So you take that supervised learning that you've uh, developed for a particular litigation or for any function. It, it, it is trained a trained machine learning system. And you point it at terabytes of unstructured data, and you have developed classifications. And those classifications can be used to inform uh, retention policies and deletions, just organization, structural organization. And it requires a fair amount of fine tuning. I'm not suggesting that 
you know, uh, it, it's just going to happen overnight. But if it's a matter of uh, finding and deleting duplicative data that's all over your organization, um, the technology really goes a long way to accomplish that. What are some of the biggest challenges with IG and what in your mind are um, some of the tips on how to overcome some of these challenges? You know, in law firms, it is inevitably user education. We do face, uh, and I think every law firm faces this, and I think it's paralleled uh, throughout the industry or all industries, a constant resistance to change. A, you know, I've been successful managing my information here on this network share drive. Um, why do I have to take all these extraordinary efforts to, uh, you know, learn and practice using a document management system? It's not evident to the average user day to day that, um, you know, the, the DLP, the, the loss prevention um, value that using a document management system offers. The litigation, the, all the risks and the harms from bad data management aren't evident um, to the typical user day to day. So there's a big education piece that says, um, you know, how we manage our data will make, um, uh, yeah, how we as individuals practice data hygiene um, really um, affects the entire organization. Uh, where I think things have changed a little bit is the last decade of cybersecurity breaches, um, cybersecurity education that has um, gone on for anybody that's involved in managing data. Uh, there's a high degree of awareness about security concerns. And information governance and security and privacy play very well together. Uh, and you can use security as the carrier of the message that good data hygiene, good information governance practices are inherently more secure. So that's, I think, is the pivot for information governance going forward. Thank you so much um, for all your tips. I think it was a great conversation, Danny. Thank you for having me.